Hello and welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. I'm Sebastian Richard and I'm with my lovely wife, Elizabeth. And tonight we have a special guest in the house. Dan Bailey will be with us. Liz, why don't you tell the audience about our guest? Yes, uh, I'm really, really excited to have Dan on. He's uh, a prophetic voice, a very powerful prophetic voice. He's uh, been taught through Christian International by Bill Hammond and um, really has a, a wonderful gifting when he ministers and so much insight um, into, you know, the, everything that's going on right now in our world. And so we decided to have him on because he's done so much, um, you know, research on all kinds of topics, and it's always really insightful to, uh, to listen to him. So I hope that you're going to enjoy this broadcast, share this broadcast, to as many Christians as you can, to as many um, people, because this is going to be a powerful night, a powerful message. Powerful, powerful. Hey, why, why don't we bring him on right now? Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. So we were saying that um, you you uh, learned through Christian International, and I know that you're doing, um, you know, prophetic broadcasts. Could you share with us a little bit how people can uh, follow you, how they can get to know what you're doing, and and how you, they can get ministered by you? Well, I do a lot of media ministry. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have my own gift shop page where I have an, I keep a lot of archives of all my broadcasts. And I do a weekly program on Pioneer Remnant Ministries page. Right. And uh, that's Monday nights at 8 Eastern Standard Time. And I bring on different types of ministries and guests. And uh, we just move in the Holy Spirit uh, because that's the best kind of service that I can think of to be in when the Spirit mm -hmm. of God is moving and, and communicating his life to, to us. Yeah. Amen. And uh, prior to the broadcast, we were talking in the back. Back, how do we call it? Not back store, back backstage, back, backstage, back room, <laughs> backstage. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you were telling us you prepared a great teaching for tonight. And I don't want to hold you back, man. I'm just gonna let you go and, and begin uh, with what's on your heart, what the Lord laid on your heart to share with the audience. And we're just excited to go along with it. Yeah, and what a time we're living in right now. I mean, yeah. it's it's amazing. I believe we're in a tipping point right now in time. And uh, 
it's just it's just a time right now. Uh, this is the time. This is the hour for the body of Christ to rise up, mm -hmm. rise and shine. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you know because the salt of the earth. <laughs> you know the Lord was talking to me uh, about the word surge, and uh, whenever whenever there's a storm, one of the features of it is a storm surge, and uh, understand. When, no matter what you're going through tonight, and we're all going, we're feeling some pain right now with the, with the gas prices, inflation. Yeah, uh, you might yeah. be going through different challenges uh, spiritually or physically, uh, whatnot, relationally. But all through the Bible, God uses adversity to thrust his people forward. Amen. You take a guy like Joseph from the pit to the palace, a guy like mm -hmm. David from Ziglag. He, come, he, he was infiltrated by an enemy, but the Bible says he pursued the enemy and recovered all. Amen. Look at a guy yeah. like Job. Job went through tremendous yeah. adversity. But what did the Bible say? The Lord brought him out and doubled everything. Amen. Oh, there's he no there's no miracle without problems. Yeah. So, we yeah. don't. We don't prefer to go that, those way uh, routes with problems, but but God uses those all things to work it all out for good. Mm -hmm. And uh, He was talking to me about the surge, and then he and, he and I said, "What do you tell me more about this, God?" And He says, "Okay, what makes an arrow effective if you're an archer is the tension of the bow. It has to be pulled back, and then it's launched, and then it gets that thrust, that velocity. Take an airplane." moves on the on the, the scientific laws of lift but you don't see an airplane just sitting there and then just flies up in the air no. no it has to thrust it has to build up enough speed where then it that aerodynamic the law of lift comes into play and then it it's able to soar into the higher places and kind of like the eagle you know yeah. god's called us to live in and yeah. dwell and move in the higher places and and, and it's interesting that when there's an enemy that's attached or attacking that eagle, when that eagle gets so high up, the enemy suffocates and falls yeah. off. Yeah. That's a good lesson tonight. Um, God is all through his words is don't focus on what you're seeing in the natural. It's temporary. Mm -hmm. It's, and sometimes it's just a plain illusion <laughs> these days, <laughs> but set your mind on things above and then operate from above. Uh, and it's very important. Um, to keep your focus on things above, because if you keep your focus down here long enough, you'll get bummed out and you'll get discouraged. And then, and the problem with that is, is that all these emotions, because we're emotional creatures, it begins to muffle the voice of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why he yeah. said to me today, he says, tell my people they need to be like spiritual air traffic controllers in this hour right now. It's just like if you're an air traffic controller, you're knowing what's going on, what all the planes are doing, where yeah. they're going, where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. You're sitting up in that tower, once again, in the high place. Mm -hmm. And then when you see that negative thought come, you're like, sorry, you can't land here. You're not authorized to land here. In yeah. that and you told that plane to fly away. Mm -hmm. I'm basically describing 2 Corinthians 10, where we take every thought captive, captive. And, yeah. or bring it into compliance with the will in in the uh, purpose of God. But yeah. he's saying you have to be like an air traffic controller right now. But the first thing the air con traffic controller does is he he's up high in the tower 
-hmm. Habakkuk was one on the rampart. He, and he said, I watch to see what the Lord will say to me. Interesting choices of words. Mm -hmm. He's seeing what he is saying to me. That only happens when you're on the rampart or the high, high place, an elevated place, the Bible says. When you're up in that higher place, then you're able to see from a, not only a higher perspective, but a godly perspective. Mm -hmm. you, and also it helps in the natural because when you're up over everything, you can begin to get a clear and complete picture rather than depending on getting your information from other sources. And maybe you're only getting uh, just pieces and bits of, of information or you're getting false information. Yeah. And I'm going to cover a little bit of that tonight. There's a lot of that going around, false yes, information. Sir. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, people are really wanting to know the truth. You know, there's a lot of believers. It's like there's there's two opposites that I've noticed in the body of Christ where you have some people. And I'm not saying they're all like that, but I've seen a big percentage of people that are either just, you know, we just want to talk about revival. We would just want to talk about the glory and the positive things that God's going to do and anything else that we see around us. Let's not talk about that. That's negative because, you know, God's going to do this thing and, and it's okay to be positive and it's okay. Like you said, to focus on the higher things, but then you have, you know, the other uh, side of the Christians that are digging into the truth and trying to find out what's really going on. You know, uh, what's the truth behind the war uh, in Ukraine, you know, what's really going on there. And, you know, diving like what we D call diving into the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. And then going to so deep and it's like addictive where they, you know, want all this information because you uncover stuff, you uncover some stuff and it, it, it gets a, it can get really addictive where you're diving deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. But then you are dwelling in negativity and yeah. you're you're always only focused on what the devil's doing. Yeah. And now you're forgetting that there is a God who can. uh that has empowered us to affect these things, to counter these things. And, and I've been, I've been in, in, in that kind of state before. So I know what I'm talking about. It can get really, yeah. really negative and fruitless as a result. But I, on the same token that you're talking, I just want to interject here and then I'm going to give the floor back to you, Dan. Uh, but like I told Elizabeth, I said, you know what? A good boxer will always spend a lot of time training in the gym. You know, outside the gym, jogging in the gym, training himself to become the best that he can become. Right. However, a good boxer, if his trainer says, OK, now you've, you've done your hours in the gym this week, I want you to come in and we're going to watch some videos of the guy you're going to go up against to see his methods, mm -hmm. to see the way he boxes so you can counter it. If that boxer were to say to his trainer, no, I don't, I don't need that. I've been training and I'm just going to focus on me. And I'm just going to focus on becoming the best that I can be in the gym and I'll be just fine in the ring. Well, what's going to happen to that boxer? Chances are he's going to get uh, he's going to get punched in ways that he didn't expect and he's going to get knocked out. Why? Because he didn't balance what he was doing with the good stuff, which is, you know, focusing on the Lord, focusing on all the good stuff that, that, that God can do, but also being aware of what the enemy's doing so that you can know what to pray against. So there's a yeah. balance that is needed. For believers to to understand and not be into extremes, either being all about I don't know uh, hyper spiritualism and and forgetting everything that that quote unquote is negative 
I don't want to know. I don't want to hear anything negative. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about anything negative. Uh, so and just dismissing it as if it doesn't exist. And there's the other attitude, which is to just dig in the rabbit hole and, and trying to find all the, the devil's doing the how he's gonna how, how he's implementing the mark of the beast and how he's doing this and how he's doing that. And then you're forgetting God and basically forgetting God in the process or forgetting who God is in the process. And you're basically shooting yourself in the foot as a believer. I'm done. Yeah. Back to you. You're talking about balance and big picture. And uh, the Lord dropped this scripture into, into my heart as you were talking. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the rhema words in there is my people, not, not them people. Yeah. yeah, not bad people. My people yes. are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And uh, one of the, I, I'm a prophetic teacher, and let me just real quick, the way I teach Logos and Rhema, and it's crucial to understand this, that the Logos is the canon of Scripture, the, mm -hmm. the Word of God, the living Word of God. That can be equated to the ocean, mm -hmm. vast, endless, deep. But then the rhema is a wave that comes off the ocean. So the mm. best way to describe a guy like me is people call me all kinds of fivefold titles. But the best way to describe me is I'm a surfer. I'm a spiritual surfer. A surfer. I, get, I, like I, get, I get my board of discernment out. And I'm and what do you, what's the surfer have to do? In the, I'm down here in Florida. I'm, I'm 70 miles from Ron John Surf Shop, Cocoa Beach, baby. It don't get much better except maybe California. <laughs> I mean, and... Uh, I'm a hot mess in the water, <laughs> but scripturally, I think I've understood this. Um, if logos is the ocean and, and uh, the rhema word are the waves that come off the ocean, then I'm like the surfer. The first thing you got to do is get in the ocean, get in the word. Maybe that's your problem. You're out there. You're not in the word. Hmm. We're too wrapped up with the, with the news the, on there. Yeah, and trying to figure out what we can believe and what we can't from what we're hearing, or we're listening to other people, even spiritual leaders, to formulate our opinions mm -hmm. and, and position ourselves and take actions. But there comes a point where you're going to have to go get it yourself, this yeah. information. So what you've got to do is get it from the Spirit, and and when you're reading the Word of God, you're in the water, you, and then you look for Rama, you look for the waves, you look for that thing that that the spirit of God highlights to you that jumps out at you and begins to speak to you. And I love it. It's such an exciting life. And God not only talks to me when I'm sitting there with the Bible open, he'll just talk to me with his spontaneous thoughts that just come around mine because my thoughts are linear, you know, mm. you know, put on my socks, put on my shoes, tie my shoes, get up, you know, line by line where yeah. the Lord speaks. It just alights upon you. It comes at it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and you know, so I just wanted to believe briefly explain that to people that, you know, I'm I'm looking for Rhema. And I even when I listen to other people speak, I might not hear 99 words they're speaking, but one thing they'll say will light up to me. Boom. And it's amazing. Boom. Exactly. And uh, you know, God God wants to communicate. He says, My sheep know my voice, and yeah. another voice they won't follow. Number one. You have Jesus Christ in your heart, don't you? And his spirit, who John 16 says, and not only comforts and counsels you, and you got to hear him if you're going to be counseled, but he shows you things to come. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. He says, my sheep know my voice and another mm-hmm. voice. So you need to be aware there's other voices out there. Yes. And Satan, yes, he, Paul says, he masquerades as an angel of light. So don't think it's strange that his preachers, his ministers masquerade as ministers of righteousness. Come yeah. on, Willis, that'll preach right there. You know, yeah. um, so there's a twofold meaning in this scripture. You can hear you can hear his voice. It don't have to be somebody like us or a fivefold uh, designated minister. Mm-hmm. The average believer can hear the voice of God. Amen. And uh, and I and I was saying this the other night. You know, they say Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Well, if you go into Revelation two times, when you see repeats, you got to those are something you need to get to pay attention to. But Jesus says in Revelation, you I have made you kings and priests under the most high God. Mm-hmm. You're a king with authority and a priest with access. You have access in the spiritual realm. That's why the devil gets nervous when you wake up. Mm-hmm. And, you have yeah. and you have the authority. Yes. So, well, that's what so I would, understand, yeah. understand a king always trumps a priest, a prince. Mm-hmm. Amen. A king yes. always trumps a prince. Good point. So, yeah, exactly. But, but Liz, this is about communication right now. You, you can hear the voice of God, but you also got to filter out all the other ones. That's why you have to be like a spiritual air traffic controller. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yeah. preaching good tonight. But I like what you said about the, the king. I like what you said about the king trumps a, a, a prince. And that's the power that Jesus gave us to, to trample upon serpents and scorpions, right? The authority, the authority yeah. and power that comes from Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it overcomes. It, and, and he also says, I came to bind uh, the, the strongman. You can't steal what's the, in the strongman's house unless you first bind the strongman and a stronger man comes in and takes away his possessions. So, so the stronger man has to bind him first. So that was Jesus, the stronger man who bound the devil. And then he took his possessions, basically the, the souls of men that were being held captive. Well, I, and, this might be a little risky, and I don't even do this a lot on my own programs. I do and I don't, but I'm I'm a grace guy. I understand my covenant. Now, I'm not covenant confused anymore, and, and that's the problem with the church right now. They, they, they haven't separated their who from their do. They don't walk in identity because they're still trying to change or worry. They're in this self-psychology course, and the enemy's right there condemning them every minute, tempting mm-hmm. them, and then turn around and condemning them. And uh, we're certainly not giving people a license to sin. Grace teaches us to say no to sin. And the Lord's put the Holy Ghost in and you to keep an eye on you, I jokingly say. But he, he's there to guide you and help you. And he'll teach you. Uh, even people under the law, that's why Jesus got so heated with them. You ever wonder about that? Because, first of all, they were, they were, they were a bunch of phonies. And Jesus was clear about it. It's funny. Jesus rebuked the devil, used the word against him, and then just walked right past him and started jumping on the Pharisees and the statues. He got like three times as, as harsh with them as he did with the devil. The devil was probably looking there and saying, my God, he's being hard on them guys. And that's his church. Seemed like he had came and embraced it. Oh, you're doing a great job. Praise him to God. No, he rebuked him. Because how come? He's not a re- he didn't come to bring religion. The law only was there to show us our need for Christ, but God the Father knew over and over, especially with Israel, is the prime example that no yeah, man can example. do the perfection of the law un, un, and be holy unto a perfect God. So yeah. Jesus came and and did all that. But uh, you you mentioned identity, yeah. uh, Dan, and and I I think that is so key 
Uh, because I, I've known some believers, okay, who are struggling with all kinds of addictions and problems, and they're fighting the sin head on, mm-hmm. and they keep losing the battle over and over again, being discouraged over and over again. And the problem that I found is that most of these Christians that I've spoken to, that I've counseled, they all have the same problem. They have not resolved in their heart and minds their identity. They still don't get it. They mm-hmm. still don't get who they are. And the way you're going to beat addiction, the way you're going to overcome is once once you finally embrace and agree with God with who he says you are. And when that shift happens, wow, it's miraculous. All of a sudden, you can beat the addiction. You can beat the sin. You can, you, you're victorious. Why? Because you finally got it. And it, it took me years and years to understand identity. But when I got it, man, was I happy. It's like a, it's like a second, dare I say it, it's like a second time being born again. Because yeah. you're born again the first time, you, and yeah. then you're kind of, you know, in religion, and and, and you're you're born again. You're you're filled. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. You're sealed, but there's stuff you still haven't gotten. And when you understand sonship, you're you're like the. For example, when you're, for me, that my experience was first being born again. I was like the the second son in the prodigal son story. So I was I was I was you know. Yeah, I was living with the father, and, and 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 but I was doing the religious thing or, or having religious thoughts, and and I knew a lot about God. I didn't know God that much, so there was that that relationship, that identity. But when that shift takes place, it, it transforms you even further. So identity is key for those who are struggling against um, how do you call this repetitive sin um, addiction. Well, not just addiction, but like when people are struggling over and over again, I, and fight cigarettes, or they're trying to find alcohol cycle. or whatever, they're stuck in a, in a, in a, in a cycle. cycle. Yeah. And and, and the, the game changer for me was understanding that I was accepted and I was loved. And what happened, my religious efforts transitioned into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And everything changed. And it still was a little bit of a process, but it changed. And I slowly began to, instead of trying to change the things I knew I couldn't overcome, I simply yielded them to him, got in his presence, and, and he began to change me. He works in us to will, both both to will and to do of his good pleasure, yeah. the Bible says. So yeah. I just yeah. learned to get in his presence, and he just simply replaced my needs. See, addictions are all have a basis on you're trying to satisfy yourself. You're trying to find and fill a gap, a need. And you just, and I'm still getting, my needs are still getting filled, but they're getting filled a different way now. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Yes, party, exactly. Partying like it's 1999. Now I'm, I'm partying at the Holy Ghost bar. I'm coming up, <laughs> I'm coming up, I'm coming up to the prepared table. See, that's the thing a lot of believers miss is the key to everything is getting to the prepared table. And that, Amen. and for me, that just means getting still. It's nothing fancy. You know, I don't have to go through a bunch of rituals like the high priest did. And and if he didn't do it just right, they'd have a rope around his leg and they'd have to drag him out of the holy place. <laughs> well, next. <laughs> there weren't very many applications for high priest. That must have been really scary. That's but not a job I, just, I would have wanted. I don't think run so. to his presence. And once you taste that presence, it's it's like it's better than drugs, alcohol, and anything the world has. When you get in his presence, oh, it's, it's so good. The Bible says, and are you just... What are you talking about, Dan? Well, the Bible says taste 
and see that the Lord is good. So if I'm tasting something, that means it's tangible. It's a tangible presence. And I just try to, as much as I can to get into it. The enemy will fight you from the oh, yeah. table. Yeah, you know, That's why he brings the table right up to you in the presence of your enemies, if you ever wondered, because you're going to have to fight the enemy all the way to the table because his mm. number one goal was somebody like you that's smarter than the average bear, you know, and and, a note, and understands a lot of things in the spirit is to keep you out of the spirit and to use yeah. things to keep you in the natural and yeah. to stop you from getting to the prepared table. Yeah, And, and that's for me, that's been the key. You want to get free from addictions, just get in his presence, do it for mm -hmm. a solid week and you'll be. All of a sudden, you're not you're not saying those things come out of your mouth that used to. You're not wanting that that drink or that or you know or that sexual escapade yeah. or whatever the case was. You just get in his presence, and he. It's just hard to explain. It's, it's a metamorphosis that happens to you. It just you just feel so much better. Uh, it, it's like a soul massage as well as you can feel it, and you just feel better the next day. I mean, and you're even loving people you don't like. I mean, you just somehow. <laughs> His yeah. substance gets on you, and uh, and it's and I'm it's just amazing. And yeah, but but Jesus, you know, he was telling the people, basically making a statement that religion only makes the outside look good, but the inside is still a hot mess, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. That's and, why he came here, not bringing a religionship, but he wants to bring us into relationship. Oh, relationship! Yeah. Never heard that one before. That's yeah, good. I like that relationship. Yeah. He, this is what he wants. He wants a relationship with you. This is what this is all about. Not one in, in, only in this existence, but one that's going to transcend time and eternity with him. It's all about relationship. It, it, walking with him in the cool of the day again. You know, mm -hmm. there was a breakdown yeah. in the Garden of Eden. Jesus yeah. was the fixer. He fixed it. The second Adam, he came and fixed it. Now we can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain what? Mercy. And, and help in our time of need. Yeah. See, so instead of running, being alienated from God, because I'm not as cool as these cats here that, that kept, you know, that look all spiritual and polished and act all good and dress this way and have all these rituals. That's what Jesus was saying. And Jesus was emphatic. And he says, you're making these other people that you're, that are under your ministry twice the sons of hell as you are. Those yeah. were very strong statements out of Lord my attention years ago. And I got into an in-depth study in grace. I highly recommend Dr. Andrew Farley. His teachings were just powerful for me because it Andrew just, Farley on grace. Yeah, because it, it what he did and he and he and, and while I would sit there and argue with him in my mind, he would just present the scriptures in a beautiful tapestry and mm -hmm. begin to show me that my living under the law was not only not for this time, because I'm not even a, a Jewish person to begin with, I'm a Gentile, but the law actually brings you under a curse. That's the problem with a lot of the people that why they don't get free, because they're just keep recursing themselves, trying to meet the obligations of the law. Mm. See, that's why Jesus came and fulfilled the whole thing, shed his blood. One uh, Hebrew says people need to do a thorough study of Hebrews, one sacrifice for all time, for all sin. And those Scriptures that people use to try to say, oh, there's no eternal security. You can lose your salvation. Well, they're talking to different people. I can I can take you to the scriptures that you're using to justify your position and show you just how wrong you are. What there, what you know, well, there's no more sacrifice for sins where it says that in there. It, you know, it, it, what it was saying is there was people back then and it made sense that they they said, well, Paul, this Jesus sounds all good. And all that, but you know what? We're going to. We just we're going to continue to do what our fathers did and just 
work through the old covenant system and, and yeah. go and go through the high priest and, and get to the we're still camp. doing that so they were so they were and, holding on to the old while trying to get and, get a grab of the new but and and he just simply answers them and says listen you can go back to your old system but that's done away with now mm -hmm. and he talks about the divorce that the analogy saying that old system's gone now you're not married to that anymore Mm -hmm. But if, if you choose to live under the old covenants or any other system, but Jesus, there's no more sacrifice for sins. Jesus isn't going to hop back on the cross for one no. and do it again over and over like the high priest sacrificed over and over. But there's no more sacrifice from anybody else. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And it it's, not, it's not multiple yeah. ways. I am the way, the truth. But nobody, nobody, I don't care who you are comes to the father except through me and i was talking on my broadcast the other night i'm like the little baby kangaroo in his mama's pocket i'm in christ so i'm not a lot of times i'm not trying to call the spirit down i'm not trying, it's already in me i'm just drawing it out mm -hmm. i live i worship i praise i minister from a place where i'm not asking him to come help me necessarily i'm in a place where i'm already in him and i'm just ministering it out of me that's why I get I get a testimony the other night about a word of knowledge that sounded totally off the wall to, to this major person that happened to be watching the broadcast. I got home from work yesterday, and in my inbox, this guy says, I just can't believe it. I got a call today from a major TV station that they want me to come on and, and on their program on the Christian. And I even was saying it was a local TV uh, Christian network, and it was. And that freaks me out, kind of. But you know what? <laughs> do with me i'm like a spectator really it's the gifts i'm just the one that yields so yields and i step yeah. out in faith i don't have any fear because i trust the promptings and the and the uh, uh, the nudges i if i can say of the holy spirit and uh yeah i've i've been wrong before but you know what my heart is right doesn't make exactly. me false false prophets which i'm going to hit if i if i ever get into this is you know with the, the intention motives you know uh, I'll give you a word if you just give me a nice $50 seed. And I'll give you some counseling there, but it's $100 an hour. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, there, there's a lot of that, unfortunately. Yeah, so, you know, it, God looks at motive. Um, yeah. I mean, those, a lot of those people, if they've accepted Jesus, that, you know, they're saved. But at the same time, we still, you know, we still have to, uh, you know, un come with a pure heart. Amen. Because what happens in this hour is it's not necessarily a loss of salvation, but but like Saul, God can yank the anointing plug right off your life, just like Samson, or like or like you know, like Saul, the anointing mm. left him. Mm. You see, yeah. so God can deal with you in many different ways, but because of the blood of Jesus, when you put your faith into him, you are saved. He takes your sins and throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. See, religion teaches that, you know, where the Bible says. Surely I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. But religion says if you don't do enough of this and if you do too much of that, he just might leave you, forsake you. It's like yeah. God in a swivel chair. So yeah. that's why the church is alienated with God. They're too yeah. busy trying to just, you know, get get themselves in a position where they think God will hear them and, and, and they'll be able yes. to come into his presence because they're trying to justify themselves. When Jesus is justified for them, now just come into my presence and let me trans do the transforming. You stop doing the doing and let me start doing the doing. That's what he's saying. And then you get transformed and it's a process. But as long as you stay out here, you'll be like a dog chasing your tail, trying to get free. You yeah. know, and, and he, exactly. Paul even talks about this in Romans, how the more he says, with covetousness, 
the thing I, I, I tried so hard not to do, that's the thing I ended up doing, man. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we were talking about. I ended up not doing. Exactly. You know? and, uh, and he and you, you need to do a thorough study of the epistles. This is your covenant in Hebrews, especially. But you but Paul said this the law actually entices you to sin. It's like setting the cookie jar there and telling the kid not to go take the cookie out. Yeah. All that kid's thinking about is that cookie. Hey, well, for example, let's just do you a know, quick test. Let's and, and just do a quick test, uh, Dan. Okay, what, what, I like what you're saying here. This is interesting. Now, if I tell you, Dan, do not think of a pink elephant. Just what? What just? What just I happened in your brain? Did you see a pink elephant? Yes. And yet, I said, do not yeah. think of a pink yeah. elephant, and you the just law. did it. So, I like see. what you said, like the law. The law doesn't entice us to sin. Like, I don't like the word entice, but I don't understand what you're saying. Like, if the law didn't say, don't do this, then so the law kind of shows us our sin. It's like a mirror. But at the same time, it's it's like a pull. Like, oh, well, don't touch the cookie. Don't touch the cookie jar. Don't touch the tree that's in the garden. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and what ended up happening. I mean, you're exactly right. And uh, so, yeah, God is talking about spiritual air traffic controller to me at work. He said, and he uses these types of things to teach me spiritual truth. He'll, he'll use basic things in life. Uh, you know, when he talks about the, the great movies getting ready to do with the glow, he talks about the glory. He talks it, he equates it to nuclear radiation. See, okay. if you understand nuclear radiation, it's not only something that, devastates something in the moment but that radiation stays in the atmosphere even long after the impact of, mm. of, the, of it and you know and that's what the glory does it just transforms you and i've been in in deep places with god and, and had visions i've been in services i've had just tremendous tremendous spiritual experiences i don't even talk about that totally changed me just like a a, a radioactivity that happens. It stays in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. My my life just gets changed. It's I did a little more than taste and see. I I, I fixed myself a whole plate of it. I mean, <laughs> and it changed me, and it did what I couldn't do. And if you knew my testimony, you would like, whoa! The devil cried when I came back to God. Man, what do you mean? <laughs> I was bad news, Magoo. <laughs> Devil said, "We lost a good one right there. Oh, <laughs> we're in trouble now." But uh, yeah, uh, spiritual air traffic controlling, and and you've got to make sure you're watching who who's landing in your landing strip of your mind right now, because we're going through some bu a bumpy time. The rest is here. I prophesied this. This is going to be a bumpy all the way to the end of the year. Um, I'm hoping that we take over the House and Senate, and yeah. things can begin to swing. Uh, policy wise and people are hurting for certain right now um, yeah. it, it costs the average household about $500 more a month to to make ends meet so that would qualify under the the more month than money yeah. uh, theory you know so this is a bumpy ride and there's all this fighting going on they're even trying to manipulate the children's minds with this yes culture um, and yeah. our governor DeSantis is is doing such a, a, a standard a great job, yeah. job uh, coming against this. But there's an infiltration in everything, not only in the media, the censorship. And, you know, this is America. I mean, it's the First Amendment, not the fifth or the seventh, the first. 
mm-hmm. you know, our freedom of speech. And yet now we can't have a dialogue anymore that someone's mm-hmm. going to tell us what to believe. Or if we have a con- contradicting opinion, they're going to censor us. Yeah, we don't we don't have freedom of speech in Canada. We're 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 more advanced than you guys. Yeah. In the wrong stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. uh, we yeah, haven't I had that in that in how long? Yeah. probably 10 years, at and least, they, at least 10 years now they, that um, and it's yeah. just so regimented. Everywhere. But, you know, I, I, the Lord led me back to the seven mountains mandate. It's, it's a very uh, popular um, teaching that's out yeah. there. I, I looked at one of the, the base ones that came out in 2009 and what seven mountains are basically are, these are the forces, seven forces that shape a society. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, and understand, let me, and let me back up a little. First yeah. of all, this is a, let me talk about gates. This is a battle for the gates. Yeah. Da- the Bible says Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Well, the Lord taught me about gates years ago. And, and number one, personally, you need to command the gates in your home. It's part of being a priest and a prophet mm-hmm. of your home, you know, man of God. And, but you need to command the gates because if you don't command them, then, the flesh or the enemy will come right in and take over that position. And that's back to what you were saying about when a strong man comes, you know, yeah, that, there you go. He, he's, he's devil's looking for possession. He's the spirit. He's an angel. He's got to find a human instrument to work through. Yeah. Like the heavenly father looking for human instruments to, to work, work through. Yeah. Cause that's the law of the spirit. You can't just come down and do everything you want. Otherwise the enemy would just be slapping airplanes out of the sky, you know, and, 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 you know, and, Anyway, so God is looking for people to work through. That's why in the Garden of Eden, he gave Adam authority. You know, he yeah. made us speaking spirits, you know, and the Lord's been talking a lot to me about that. Um, but it all comes back to this same thing. It's, it's not only sitting in the gate like Daniel, but it's possessing it, keeping it away from the enemy's possession and then commanding from it with decree mm. and prayer. In intercession, and I go to when I drive to work, I'm I'm spitting out of my mouth. Seven there you go. The drivers around me, the drivers think I'm, I'm a weirdo. I look crazy. <laughs> it's okay to look crazy when you're alone in your car. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man. But what God likes it, and the angels are like, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot yeah. of unemployed angels out there, uh, but uh, <laughs> they don't like to work from home. <laughs> they want to come down here and get the action, and you got to put them to work, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, so I'm, I'm framing my day, I call it, and and down to details. I'm even asking God just for particulars in my job. Give me strength, protect my wife, protect yes. my mom, protect my house, my finances, the ministry. Uh, here's another one I added to my regiment, Liz, is Lord, tune me into your frequency. Let me oh, hear like that. clearly. That's the one I decree. And. Oh, that's funny. That's why I guess I'm hearing so good in the car. Hey, the car is becoming a sanctuary for me, uh, you, you know, and uh, and driving on these roads will develop your prayer life. <laughs> I almost got popped on the way home tonight. Man. But, but uh, uh, you know, I had the Lord on my side, but you're, you're decreeing and declaring from the gate. See, but you can never get to that place where you're command from the gate if you're first not sitting in it and possessing it. The sitting yeah. in it part probably has a lot to do with what we talked about earlier about identity. People are just into religion. Amen. And uh, they don't have, they don't understand who they are. You know, they just, they just trying to keep their nose clean and get, get to the, get through the pearly gates when it's over. There was a impact in the world. There was a teacher I I listened to. uh, I don't know if you know him, Dale Mast. And he was talking about identity and he says, you know, when you're a son, 
you know you can always come in the father's house and open the fridge. He'll never he'll never tell you not to do that because there's this there's this freedom. And when you know your identity, when you know that you're a son, you don't plead with the father. Can I can I go and open the fridge? You know, the fridge is it, it's it's up for grabs. It's right there. Like you can go and serve yourself some as a snack, whatever. You're in the father's house and it's all good. So he was giving that analogy there. So identity really takes away uh the boundaries or the the the, the, the not the gates the, the the obstacles that we put between ourselves and god yeah. that, that that religion does that right but when yeah. you're in sonship you yeah. know you have free access like free access so you're bold you're you're bolder because a son a son yeah, is more i mean my son when he wants anything he, he comes and sees me hey, dad can i have this dad can i have that well he doesn't like i have to say he doesn't always ask for permission so we're trying to work on that but but you know what i'm saying right yeah. And I like what you just said, even right before that, I think it's so crucial that um, we elaborate on that because, you know, a lot of people look at what's going on in their environment. They look at what's going on the, on the news. Some of them do research and they know what the enemy's up to and what the agenda is and they feel helpless and defenseless. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you were talking about decreeing and there's so much power in decreeing. That's yes. actually why Sebastian wrote uh, the book here just decreased. Shameless plug. All so, right. Oh my goodness. I don't know anything about you guys. Yeah. Just decreased for your life. Yeah. So you can add that. Said that with a hat too. <laughs> <laughs> your hat is on the way. It is your hat's on the way. On the way. Oh <laughs> but oh yeah. So so just decreased. It covers different areas in your life where you have the biblical promise. And you have the decree that goes with it. And, you know, it covers uh, the very important parts of your life. But once you get to the, in the habit of doing it, you can do like what you were saying in your car where you, you, you decree a thing. And people don't realize how much power and authority that God has given them when he died on the cross. Uh, it wasn't just for them to have the entry to heaven and a lot of Christians are looking at the negative. They're looking at the smoke that the devil's throwing at yeah, them. Yeah, and he throws and, a lot of smoke. And they're like, oh, I feel defenseless for getting the authority he's given you and who you really serve, who God, who your God is, who the King of Kings is. And that if you just decree things that you know are the will of God, you know, like people sometimes will say, you know, like, I, I'm kind of scared to do this because like, I don't want to say something that I shouldn't say, but you know, if you know your scripture, you know, you're the, just will quoting of God. the word of God, basically, you know, that, that God is about truth. He's about exposing, um, you know, what is, is not of him. Uh, you know, there's things that we can pray and, and, and decree out loud. And it makes a difference if we just sit there and just, take it and just be in fear. We're not doing anything for the body of Christ. We're not moving anything in any direction. And we're like sitting ducks getting, you know, um, punched by the enemy and then just saying, well, it's the end. We were to, you know, we were supposed to expect this. The revelation talks about the end and then eventually it's going to be over. Jesus is going to come, come back. I've heard so many Christians talk like that. And it, it makes me angry because I'm like, yeah. Why do you think you're here? Like, what's the point? Why would yeah, he put you on this? A earth? lot of people are just here waiting for heaven, but that's not what we're here for. You're not here for we that. We're made for earth. You know, you're not here to just sit here and do nothing and go like, well, that's great. I have my heavenly ticket and I'm going to do nothing for 30 years. Like, 
Exactly. Know? So so we were made for the earth and it comes back down to your the, the seven mountain mandate. So we were yeah. made to take over. The church is supposed to be God's instrument. Like in the Old Testament, he called Israel my uh my hammer of war or my uh battle axe. Battle axe, yeah, there you go. And, and the same thing is, is of the church. When 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 Jesus spoke about the church, he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, I'm sorry, have you seen what a gate is like the, the, the you're smashing through the gates. You're you're taking over, like it, it's it, like that's the way it works. There's I know there's a, a, another meaning for gates. Some some say authority or, but the the point is the church is not a, a, a sit back recliner wait for heaven ticket. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a God's God's uh, takeover instrument basically. Yeah. And that's where fight. the seven mountains come. Uh, yeah, concept is so good to to understand. Yes, sir. And I'm going to get into those. But I was just thinking of a word the Lord gave me four or five years ago as I as a, a new year approached. I believe it was 2017. I said, what's the word for this year? And he says, Dan, the word is no more say la vie. Mm. Oh, I said, Lord, yeah. I said, Lord you, you French? He goes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he is. No, but yeah. he's French. He spoke to me in French. You know what say la vie means, right? Such yeah. is life. Whatever will be, will be. Yeah. He says, no, you can change it. I put the authority in your mouth to change circumstances and they're not going to package and the answers are not going to come necessarily the way you're wanting or expecting but you as you continue to get this habit of decreeing and not just sit there like i was talking about the surfer the spiritual surfer if you're just floating around the water you ain't got your board in the water you're just basically going to hold yourself up a little while then you're going to get tired out and just yeah. be subject to the currents and the waves that are hitting you the, the, the even the rip currents that yeah. will take you one way or the other, you know? So we have to put that word in our mouth. We're speaking spirits because if we don't, we just take it as it comes. You know, I love Jesus. I'm going to church and, and I'll pick up my Bible once in a while and watch a Christian show. But you know what? I'm just going to just wait and go on to heaven and not, because I don't, I can't change anything. Yeah, there you and go. That, yeah. That, that's the deception of the enemy right there. Yeah, and the seven mountain mandate, you know, it just basically lays out seven pillars or gates that forces that shape society. And uh, the church and religion, the church really has, it's good that they're focused on soul winning. That's crucial. You know, eternity is much more longer than this life. However, we have took our eyes off of education, family, government, media, arts, yeah. business, and finance. Yes. And now what's happening? These uh, we're, pay, we're paying the price later. I could sit here and show, tell you on each one, and I'm not going to because I would take up the whole broadcast. But this is a battle for the gates, and the enemy's after. Look how he's controlled not only the media, but he controls the programming. Look what they're yeah. trying to control what's in the school book now. They're trying mm -hmm. to tell everybody that America is a bad place and we're bad people. And uh, you know, maybe there's there's going to be a third restroom in your school. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, and, I know. and a little kid has no business hearing about the the real McCoy. That I think if the parents want to talk about the birds and the bees with their kids, I think that's their duty and right to do that. Not yeah. the school, not and not what someone's telling. Trying yeah. to basically trying to brainwash your kids with all kinds of stuff right now, and this is what our governor here in Florida is fighting, and yeah. uh, he's doing a great job. If so, look at the education right there. That's one of them, right? Okay, I'm yeah. glad you're following along. And the media, your arts, family. 
I mean, the family is family's under attack so badly. Yeah. How come? Because the church hasn't come in and held that. No. Game. They, they, they took their focus off of it. And, uh, and I talked about education, business and finance. You know, they're, they're trying to crash this economy, don't you? You know that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on purpose. It. It's contrived. And they're trying to bring it all under a one world global system. Mm -hmm. And book of Revelation is real clear about yeah. a system similar to that, that a man named the Antichrist will come on the scene and say, oh, yeah, I, I like the looks of this. Now I can run everything from a centralized place rather than, you know, having 200 or 300 different governments and nations. There you go. Yeah. Types of philosophies and types of governments, democracies. It'll be just a one big global uh, governing thing. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, the Lord did give me the word infiltration. Mm. And that's what we're seeing happening. Mm -hmm. I, I jotted out a few notes. I'm just going to kind of get into it. Just oh, a little ahead, bit. I'm going to come right to you and let you comment. Yeah. And, uh, Satan with his power in the second heavens is just waiting for democracies to fail so that he can implement a totalitarian uh, movement. Mm -hmm. yeah. Elites at the top are focused on control, power, and money. They do not have a system of ethics and values. And when you take out, even taking out that, even if they don't, they don't profess to be Satanist by disqualification. They are. Yeah. There's, mm -hmm. there's not a third option. It's either light or dark. God yeah. or the enemy. There's not a third option. If God's not going to be the dominant force, then the enemy will, by default, will come in and find mm -hmm. people. And then he builds his, he's, he has an agenda too, to steal oh, yeah. kill and destroy. Amen. So um, let me keep going. They do not have a kingdom value system. Now, Jesus didn't come here talking about religion. He talked about kingdom. Yes. How come? Just so we can look forward to that wonderful kingdom up in the sky someday when we there leave. There you go. Yeah. No. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are stuck in that. Trying to teach you that the battle you're going to be existing in in this day and hour is a battle of not governments necessarily. They're influenced, but it's a battle of kingdoms. Two kingdoms. Whether it's in your personal life. There's yeah. a kingdom that wants you. And the heavenly kingdom that wants you. Mm -hmm. the government. There's a God wants to run and work through the government to be a blessing to the people. When the righteous are in authority, the people are at peace. And yeah. scripture says in Proverbs, but the enemy wants to be in control of the government. Yes. And mm -hmm. if you don't think the enemy works through government people, all you got to do is flip into Acts, where this man named influential guy named Sergius Paulus is there, mm -hmm. and this guy named Bar Jesus. Mm -hmm strategically placed there by the devil to yeah. Paul and Silas from bringing in the gospel. But finally they did, and they had to blind this guy to get him out of the way. And mm -hmm. finally the Sturgis Paulus was watching all that said, you know what? I think I'll pray that sinner's prayer now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Huh? <laughs> Tell me more about this, Jesus. Yeah. Doing signs and wonders, obviously. But, but, they, but understand the principle. The enemy had already had that person probably there for months or years strategically influencing this guy and the bible says yeah. keeping him from the gospel mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a ton of that going on yeah yeah so there there's there's two there's two agendas and two kingdoms with two agendas for this world amen and they're just looking for people to implement it through and we talked about gates right well think about that name for a minute real <laughs> yeah are you getting the there lights going on now if, yeah. we, if we don't control the gates, another gates will control it. Mm -hmm. The one with the money 
and he's into everything, man. He's into everything. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I, want, I, I want, a lot of farmland too. I want to talk I, I about you. that. See, it's very important, you know, um, that you mentioned this, and we were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago. How, um, you know, the Seven Mountain Mandate, all these different areas, uh, like family, even in business, you know, there was such a uh, blindness when it came to making money. Um, for the kingdom of God or contributing, it, you know, through business and reaching a certain level of finances um, and understanding that, you know, there is power in being having that money so that you can choose what you do with it. And if you are uh, a kingdom ambassador, if you are working for the kingdom, even if your business is not a Christian business, you can still you know, give to the areas that you want to give, and you can still influence and impact in a culture that needs that. And in every area, we've seen how the enemy has said, "Okay, you want the church?" Well, he did do his number on the church, but he did a, he did but, a number, yeah. But in education, in the family, in business, especially, this is why we're seeing all these media companies. Uh, you know, try to silence uh, the president at the time, try to silence people now. Uh, that's why you have Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter to to get some control. Like, you know, and, and he's one of those people that has a lot of finances. Well, where are the Christians that have the money? You know, they've been taught that it's wrong to have money, yeah, that but, it's, yeah. it's, you know, of the devil and we have to be careful and this and that. So the church has kept people it's, it's funny what, under their little, you yeah. know, um, their their education of be be like us, be like us, be humble because if you have money, you're not humble, and if you're you know wanting these things, it's of the devil. And all this oppression, all this religion, and and all this verbiage has controlled so many areas because even, you know, like we were saying, you know, some, some people are frustrated at what's happening in the politics and in Canada with Trudeau and stuff, but a lot of them didn't even want to push to, to go into, into law or into the justice system. Cause they're like, well, it's corrupt anyway, or, you know, what difference am I going to make? Like, that's not, I should be a homemaker. Or I should do this. Or I should do that. And, and then you're looking at, you know, this whole takeover of these feminists and these people that are in Satanism taking over the governments instead of the, the righteous. There you because go. Because they weren't um because they we weren't were taught, taught that, that we should go for that. Because we know? were taught that we had only one mountain, yeah. the mountain of religion. Yeah. And and Satan loves that because he keeps us focused on that one mountain. He's like, you know what? You can have 80% of that mountain. I don't mind. I've I've infiltrated yeah, it anyway. So I'm gonna work the other ones to, yeah. to death. And control 95%, 99%, if I can, of those other mountains, and you're going to eat dust. And yeah. that's exactly what's been happening the last few decades. And Christians are starting to wake up, but it's little too late. Now, I'm not saying too late in the sense that we got anything's possible, but man, I wish we now. had I wish yeah. we had woken up like decades and decades ago. We're just doing it now because we're in such dire situations, such a bad it's like Christians place, are waking up. And we're like, now. oh, oh, wait. Wait, there was that? Oh, we could we could take over those mountains too? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was all of the devil. Yeah, well, guess let me what? Give you guys a little, let me guys give you a little revelation. God talks more about money than he does heaven and hell. And they yeah. use that yeah. to obviously for the sowing yeah. and reaping principle. But he also talks about money as being one of the most evilest instruments in the world in the wrong hands. Yeah. The, the love world, of money. The rich yeah. guy in the world says everybody's got their price. 
you sit back and you say, why is all this happening? Do these people hate our, our, our way of life? They hate the people. They hate our nation. They hate what we stand for. A couple of years ago, we were, the, we were on top of the world with both feet, strong, energy independent. What, why are these people doing what they're doing? Because they're being manipulated as puppets. Yeah. Because how come? Every man, because every man has their price. The love of money. They either, they either buy them off or they frame them. And that's a little bit, uh, that's for another time. But But if there were more of them, you're right. But if there were more of them that had integrity and had values, they'd outnumber the, the, the crappy ones that don't have values that are, you know, that can be bought off. Because yeah. that's what you're seeing, even with the judges and and thing, different people that um, that uh, the president, the real president, had put in place, ended up leaving because they were just outnumbered by, um, you know, the corruption that took place, and they they knew that they didn't have a place there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, everybody's got their price, and the enemy's just looking for a human to work through, and. Uh, even decree to, and it, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, it's spiritual law one hundred and one. Spiritual law, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but let me let me just kind of move with the spirit now. I, he wanted me to talk about First Kings twenty two because we're not here to bring a bunch of fear on you. I'm here to bring a little hope to you. Well, it's really a big hope to me. Yeah, big hope because because in First Kings twenty two it tells a story about a guy named King Ahab. He was an he was evil. He was like some of the types of and figures that we're seeing in our world today that are in power. And God didn't want to get this guy out of power really bad. So I taught this on Paul Rice's uh, about the heavenly council. And the Lord reminded me, he wanted me to talk about this. And I got some good, good stuff right after this. But this is, we need to, we need to stay uh, swimming along the shore of the scripture. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're in the ocean, okay, but we need to stay balanced. You're right. I mean, we can't get too caught up in this without, you know, keeping our focus on the word of God. This isn't propaganda. This isn't fake news. It's good news. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. But First Kings 22, and I'm trying to streamline this, but uh, he wanted me to talk about, you know, King Ahab and, and how, you know, that God wanted to take him out. And this whole process, he's showing you two scenes through the prophet. Now, understand, um, there's there's three kind of prophets. Back then, the kings didn't have, you know, Fox News, and they didn't have a, a, a laptop or anything. Or they, they went to prophetic people who they perceived to be the prophets of the land to make decisions, big decisions, especially a decision to go to war. And he was just, the king was trying to figure out, should I go into... Ramoth Gilead into this war or not. And there, there's, there's three kinds of prophets we need to pay attention to. And the Lord was explaining this to me. And, and trust me, this all ties into what we're talking about. There, first of all, this passage, if you read it in 1 Kings 22, and I highly recommend you do it, but for time, I'm going to streamline it. There's, there was the king's prophets. Kings, the king had two prophets. Ahab had two types of prophets. Number one, he had prophets that told him what he wanted to hear. I mean, this is what his problem was with Micaiah. This guy never tells me what I want to hear. He always gives me bad news. He's a prophet of doom. He, mm -hmm. he always tells me what I don't want to hear. See, while 400 prophets over here telling 
him what he does want to hear. But the other king of Israel says, now, wait a minute. Isn't there a prophet from the Lord? Because he's beginning, he's a discerning kind of king. And he begins to say, you know what? It's just weird that all 400 prophets are right. Is there is there a prophet of the Lord that we can inquire before we, we go into this battle together in Ramoth Gilead? And he starts talking about Micaiah. He says, yeah, this guy, he, he, every, he never tells me anything I want to hear. But then let me just mention the other kind of prophet real quick, the prophets of Baal, the divination. Mm -hmm. And here's what the Lord yeah. told me. The ones that tell the king what he wants to hear, this is spiritual propaganda. The prophets yeah. of Baal who move in divination, he says it's spiritual fake news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The enemy masquerades. He's, he's, he's fake. And you can figure that out. But yeah. then the genuine Micaiah, the king pressured him. Finally, Micaiah says, okay, I'll tell you what the Lord's saying. And he was a seer. And he, and he begins to... And he says, whatever the Lord shows me, okay, whatever the Lord shows me, I'm going to speak, Mr. King. I don't think you're going to like it. And he takes him into this vision that he's him where God summons a divine council to discuss how he's going to take out King Ahab. He's already de decided and decreed that I'm going to get rid of Ahab. Now he's going to figure out how, what instrument he's going to use to do it. So he calls his council together. And and they all one says one thing and another says another thing. I'm just quoting the scripture. And mm -hmm. from what I can remember in First Kings 22, and, and then he employs a lying spirit. The lying mm -hmm. spirit says, I'll go. In what way, the Lord says. Think about this. Imagine this now. God is sitting there in a divine council, just kind of similar to what you see at the beginning of Job, where mm -hmm. the, the sons of God were all meeting, and then Satan shows up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Willis, Satan shows up too. Yeah, apparently he does. And, uh, and this is where they got into the tempting of Job and, you know, and God and Satan kind of had a, almost like a wager. Mm -hmm. yeah. Job would curse him or not. Say, say, he'll curse you if you do this to him. It's interesting. But so God's already decided he's going to take out King Ahab. And look at the parallels to today. Just all I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. He's put up 1 Kings 22. Thank you, Sheree. And he employs a lion spirit. The lion spirit says, I'll go. And I'll put a, I'll be the, I'll be a lion spirit in the mouth of his prophets. Now this is a great lesson for mm -hmm. the right here, and because so anyway, let me just go this way. In the mouth of the prophets, he draws King Ahab into war at Ramoth Gilead, where he would be killed. And once Ahab was killed, then God could implement his man into office, yeah. his man into power. Mm -hmm. But see, I believe that God is, people say, why is God allowing all this to happen? Well, he's already, I believe him giving me this, uh, he's already decreed the end of the road for these jackals yeah. that are there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Exactly Absolutely. what they are. That's the, the word I had in my head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're in the same spiritual channel. Oh, yeah. but The jackal at his son. We don't want to discourage anybody because God has a plan. There's a thrust you know, yeah, the storm is so bright. I can't even see tomorrow right now. It's a hot mess. Economy, inflation, all this AI, all this stuff going on. All globalism, identity 2021. What's happening? They're trying to take control. God is just thrusting you. Boom. I'm telling you, and he's going to be a glorious turnaround. And I believe in this in this nation and in the world uh, that that you know that'll make your ears tingle. <laughs> it's going to be amazing, but uh, and look at the patterns in the Bible. Sometimes we have to walk, uh, you know, through through these rough times uh, because God uses them not only in a personal sense, but He uses them for a nation. 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. do all this after all this suffering, and we it'll it might open people up to God more. And say, you know what? I don't like what all these uh these um how do I say this correctly? All these uh people out there that are that are in control and they're trying to control our life and trying to bring us under yeah. this one world government. You know, even even my family members understand what Revelation says, and they're saying this is just. This is just like all that, the Mark and the Beast. You know, they've watched a lot of movies and stuff. And, and but the this is people. This could really draw people more to God and, yes. I, and, yes. and away from Him because sometimes you know people aren't thinking about God when it's all comfortable. Sometimes well, revival rarely breaks out uh, in comfort. Yeah, and people don't want people don't want to hear that. Um, because people want to be focused on the turnaround and on what God's going to do. But, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of different things. And, um, you know, we like, for example, we've been um, working on an evangelistic tool. You know, we've been looking at different areas that the, the Lord has been showing us um, and, you know, how we've been observing society, talking to people, uh, you know, our families that aren't saved and this and that, and, and observing how, you know, through the, the thickest of the pandemic, the the people that were unlikely going to come to Christ were kind of shifting and kind of questioning the right questions, right? Because now they're confined. Now they're not. They we're um, starting to ask some questions. Not, they're not like, you know, um, going out mm -hmm. in public and, and having fun and forgetting the true things, right? People like to to do things that, uh, you know, change their minds off of the reality. So now they, they like being distracted. Now they're stuck in this reality of I'm stuck in four walls. I can't go out anywhere. So now I have to really look at myself. My freedoms and, are being challenged. I mean, things I took for granted. Yeah. And, and also the elderly, you know, now I have to look at now I can't leave when I want to, and now I'm stuck in four walls and I have to look at uh, you know, am I ready if I die? Like, what's going to happen to me? Because that could be a, a reality now. I can't ignore it because I see people dying all the time on the news. Now I have to face that reality. So it brought a lot of people to questioning and, yeah. and seeking more of God, right? Well, the shaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And but, so uh, do, you, yeah. do you feel that um, the Lord still has uh, a lot more shaking to do, you think, till there's more of a revival do you think that that's what's coming or do you think that there might be um like a turnaround you know where the jackals removed and uh the true president comes back in and then maybe things are going to shift because we're trying to figure out i don't know like the timing of these things because we're hearing you know one side of the prophetics talking about this and then we're hearing, you know, there's going to be more shaking because that's how you get revival. I, I think it's one and. I don't think it's one or. I, I think it's going to be both because God can do one thing with his right hand and another yeah, thing maybe. with his left. And, and I think that I'm just giving my two cents here. Uh, you know, the, the scripture says that there's going to come a great apostasy. But we also feel in the spirit that there's going to be a great revival. Mm -hmm. Now, can God do both? Absolutely. So that's kind of the weird thing uh, that, that that we're assisting. But I think that the great apostasy will, will be just basically religious people abandoning religion uh, and, and not necessarily um, the saved being becoming unsaved. But yeah. anyway, but there's there's going to be a, a lot of stuff happening in that in those shakings. I think there's the, like I said, there's no the, the, you know the old saying that says uh, there's no atheists in foxholes. Well, uh, I think that uh, we're going to assist to so much shaking that 
that there is going to break out revival because a lot of more people are going to be seeking God or solutions, maybe not necessarily God, but solutions. And then they're seeking of solutions. They will be presented with the gospel and, and go like, whoa, wait a minute, that's resonating with my spirit. And boom, they're saved. So that's what's going to happen, I think. I've been seeking the Lord, asking what he wants me to say. And he says, Sebastian, tell Sebastian this. He says, you were talking about boxing. Do you ever see a heavyweight in a bout with a lightweight? You notice there's different. There's a welterweight. We'll never fight against yeah. a lightweight. Yeah, always in the same uh, category. Yeah. Well, he's saying, we're he says to tell you that we're talking about the difference between a falling angel and a God who created everything from nothing. Exactly. See, and the problem is we we get too much, too much of a over focus on the enemy. Exactly. Yeah. And when our focus needs to be brought upon him, and that's that's really been the cry of his heart. I mean, last month he was saying to me, you know, you tell what's the word? Let me go back in my journal. Okay, I, I remember it already. He says, "Realize the word realize," but he used R E A L E Y E S. Realize, oh. and he, what he's saying is. You need to not be looking at what the enemy's doing. You need to be looking at what I'm doing. We're talking yeah. about the difference between not a lightweight and a heavyweight. Wouldn't that be a quite a bout, huh? I, that'd be cool to see that lightweight knock that heavyweight out, but that's pretty much not going to happen. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet your money on that if you're a better. Um, but you're talking about a God, a mighty God against a, a devil who's actually the demons trembled when Jesus walked into the yeah. uh, the Gadarenes. And, and they they were ready. They they said we're checking out into the Hog Hotel, you know. And mm -hmm. those kids ran over the cliff. Remember? See, they, the demons believe and tremble. The Bible says yes. you're talking about a mighty, almighty God versus a fallen angel. See, mm -hmm. the fallen angel is only his um, his effectiveness, his his power, his perceived power is only dependent upon your weakness and your misperceptions. Yes. When God becomes the focus of everything in your life, then all of a sudden it's about what he's getting ready to do to the enemy, not what the enemy's getting ready to do to me. It's just amazing. It's amazing shift of perspective. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the enemy is real and everything, but uh, you know, you're, you're basically your own worst enemy because you, you know, we talked about gates, but you also, you, you open that door, you know, and, and, and sin sits right right at your door ready to right ready to master you but jesus said to cain you can master it you can master Amen. It. you don't allow you you can stop you don't have to be mastered by it exactly and, and we're talking about a fallen angel versus a god that uh his ways are so high that what the high is the the heavens are from the earth or my ways and your ways my thoughts and your thoughts and, and I like that because, uh, and it's a good, it's a good perspective to, to, to have. Right. I actually uh, taught this to my kids not too long ago. I was basically showing them my, I said like, this is God. Like, and, and I said, the devil is not even like, doesn't even measure on the same scale. Not even on the same so scale. We can't, we can't even see that as a battle because it's, it's an unfair battle. It's, it's not even like, and yeah. we need to keep that perspective always. Even if the the book of Revelation says that the Antichrist will will wage war against the saints and he will he will he will basically win that battle, he won't win the war. But just like in but just like in Job, it's allowed. Yeah, Job Satan had to ask for permission mm -hmm. about this. But yeah. anyway, yeah. just like he had to ask permission to uh, to go up against Peter, and and, and Satan said, uh, not Satan, sorry, yeah. Jesus yeah. said, uh, Satan has asked that to uh, sit like wheat. 
But I so agree. You have to ask Jesus. That's the interesting part there. And that's an interesting story because at the same point where Peter makes that gets that revelation from God that you're Christ, the Son of the Living God, it's a few verses later where he says, "Oh no, you can't go get crucified." <laughs> I know. He just says, "But that just shows you behind me." Say, or you mind you think of the things of men and not the things of God, and that talks about focus right there. Exactly. Are we sure on the things of man, or God? Human. You yeah. know, but the thing is, if you don't have Jesus in your life, the only the default setting is you're just focused in the natural and the, the and you're just right there uh, for the enemy to pick right for the pickings for him to yeah. steal, kill and destroy and to manipulate your life because it's just a default setting. It's it's there's no third option. It's Jesus and God mm-hmm. or the enemy. There's no third option. There's you no can't say that. You know, I don't want to do this, but the old. The old song, you say, you got to serve somebody, you know, but, and it's true. You've got two choices. There's no third option. No. Amen. But I wanted to, I, this is going to get fun for you guys. Cause I, I need you, one of you to get a pen and paper and sure. I want you to help me in this part because I'm going to explain a little bit of yeah, the yeah. idea and I'm just going to do it in headlines because of time. I'm just going to do it in headlines. Um, okay. First just of all, I- we, we talk, let me review real quick what the mountains were. Uh, yep. Church and religion, education, family, government, media, arts, business, and finance. And this is where we talked about the, the, the seven mountains of influence. Okay, infiltration. The Lord gave me that word the other day. Agenda 21, the new normal. Just write these down because you need to do your own homework. Agenda 21, the new normal. ID 2020. This is the globalist push for a one world digital identity. ID 2020. Okay. Then there's the World Economic Forum, in parentheses, Great Reset. Yeah, Klaus Schwab. This is the collapse currency, the currency bringing in a one world controlled currency. Then we talk about the medical vaxes. I call them the Skittles. <laughs> you know, those things. I didn't get one and I never will. Put a gun to my head. I'm never going to mm-hmm. get one. Yeah, I agree um, with that. If you, were, if you were curious about the patent on those vaccines, it is found in the uh, in the government files. I don't know the exact word, but there is part of the looser face system. L-U-S-I-F-E-R-A-S-E. Interesting name. Luciferase. Lu- yes. O- Luciferase, yeah. O six O six O six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you see the, na- the latest video that came out? It was very interesting. It was about... Wash the water or something like that. Did you see that video? I don't think I did. No, no. Interesting I'll, stuff. We'll, 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 we'll find it and send it to you. Okay, cool. Snake, the Scott Drake road. Scott Drake, yeah. Venom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's what the video was about. Hello, everybody. I just didn't say hi to everybody. I'm not used to. I'm still reaching over here trying to click on names. I'm used to being the. We <laughs> have Scott Drake, Cherie. Yeah. How many do we have on? Just several. Just a few. Tommy H. Uh, yeah, about five, six people. The people will watch a rebroadcast. Everybody's busy, but they'll see this yeah. and say, oh, cool. Christiana was there's, here. There's that wild guy from Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I want you, Liz, Liz, if you do this for me, I want you to write the words Corona, not the beer, okay? But yeah. Corona, C-O-R-O-N-A. Yeah. Write them on a piece of paper, but write them straight down because I'm going to show you something. Now, if you're into numbers, Every letter of the alphabet, there's what, 26 letters of the alphabet, right? Hey, I'm I'm highly educated. I went to college. Mm-hmm. 
smart but broke. No, not I'm just kidding. I'm wealthy. But uh, Corona. And if you're given a numerical value with A being 1 and Z being 26, here's what I want you to do. When I go down each letter, I want you to write the number. It goes dash this number, this num letter. So letter number C, write dash 3. Okay. And then on letter O, dash 15. Letter R, dash 18. Letter O again is 15. Letter N is 14. And of course, letter A is one. Now add those numbers and tell me what you get. This is so cool. I think you'll like this. You're like, okay, Tammy, Tammy's in it. Tammy's in it. Thank you. I think I did it wrong to start with. Uh, yeah. If you, so in other words, you're adding the, the three, the 15, 18, 15, 14, okay, and one. Okay, just the Corona part, okay, because I'm. Okay, yeah, just the Corona, yeah. Yes, C is three. O is 15, R is 18, O is 15 again, N is 14, and A is 1. What do those add up to? I wish I had a calculator. What, what, why, don't, why don't you cut to the chase and tell us? <laughs> we didn't expect well, anything to Add the numerical values of all those letters, you'll come up with the way six, I wrote it wrong. 66. That's what I expected. 66. Yeah, 66. How, yeah. how many letters are in Corona? Six. So there's your three sixes right there. Yeah, interesting, huh? The MR, let me talk about the mRNA modifies your DNA. It's implanted to a micro needle chip implant. And uh, I'm just kind of giving you highlights here. I could I park and and teach on all these world elites use the pandemic as part of a plan to globally advance what they call transhumanism literally the fusion of human beings with technology to alter human nature and create a superhuman being and an mm -hmm. earthly paradise I, I have you seen the quote where they say you own nothing and be happy and be happy yeah that's Klaus Schwab yeah yeah then now now tie in the metaverse I'm just giving you all these stuff to tie into everything the metaverse yeah. It's an alternative reality. I talked about 5G on Paul's program a lot. Holds a lot of data, but the ionizing radiation can be harmful. Um, the depopulation agenda, the vax, the radiation, the tampered food supply, the shortages. What's going on here? Schwab described the fourth industrial revolution as a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines among physical, digital, and biological spheres. He also called for a social contract designed to assign an electronic ID, and I wrote parentheses, a chip, to every human on earth that will be linked to their health records, bank accounts, and mm -hmm. all online activity. Yeah. This is where yeah. we're going with ID 2020. Yeah. But all these little things we're talking about are, are all a piece of a bigger plan is just to yeah. control you and which revelation uh, it will fit right into a revelation paradigm not yeah. saying this is a tribulation okay so don't go wacko on me but i'm just saying <laughs> that these are just jesus says in matthew 24 when you see all these things earthquakes famine you know that your journey draws near three horses have rode before in the past famine war pest you know famine war and death and they're riding right now lots yeah. of death in ukraine oh yeah my heart and prayers goes out to them, dear people. Yeah. And there's 
there's lots of famine that's trying to happen right now. That's what I'm yeah. All the did you see all the uh, food uh, processing sure, plants yeah. that that caught like were on fire that caught accidents that yeah. got What's accidents. How come this happened all in two and a half years? All the time. See, yeah. something's, something's not adding up. Yeah. Somebody's manipulating the program, and we have to understand what they're trying to do. CRISPR, gene editing, it don't just stop with just the economic aspects of it. They're trying to get inside your body and change you, to modify yeah. you. Yeah. And I could go so deep in this that I could tell you things you wouldn't sleep tonight, but I won't. I'm just trying to yeah. give you an outline so you can go in and study them on your own. CRISPR, C-R-I, write this down, C-R-I-S-P-R. -S Trust me, you'll be glad you wrote these down, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't take O'Dan's word. Go in there and get the skinny for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. find it on YouTube. Go into BitChute and Rumble or wherever you, you have to go. And, I uh, always tell people that on uh, the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. Don't you, believe you hear it. These terms, you hear these terms like genetic editing, AI robotics, brain chips, Internet of Things, 3D printing, and quantum computing. All this is saying that there's there's a shift right now in these seven mountains. Yes. That... Well, God has an agenda, and enemy has an agenda. And listen, I want to show you a video real quick. You don't think this stuff is all real? Well, start is it? What should I call you? Check this out. Tully, and you? What's your name? Oh, uh, John. My name is John. Delighted to meet you, John. Could you tell us a little about yourself and what you can do, Chloe? Of course. I'm the first personal assistant built by CyberLife. I take care of most everyday tasks like cooking, housework, or managing your appointments, for example. And I understand you're the first Android to have passed the Turing test. Could you tell us a little more about that? I really didn't do much, you know. I just spoke with a few humans to see if they could tell the difference between me and a real person. It was a really interesting experience. But this is the first time in history that man has created a machine more intelligent than himself. I gather your brain can perform several billion billion operations per second, is that right? Absolutely, but I only exist thanks to the intelligence of the humans who designed me. <laughs> they have something I could never have. Really? And what's that? A soul. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Could you tell? Yeah. It's a robot. Huh? It is yeah, robot. and, and I, I showed that one on Paul Rice, and, and he was like, I can't tell. I could hardly tell it was a, wasn't a real person. Yeah, there's these yeah. Android. I've, I've seen a couple of these videos online. It's uh, I've actually seen Tony Robbins in an interview with one of them. Yeah. It was very interesting because he was he was uh, his mind was blown. He was like, wow, like, this, wow is, yeah. this is nuts. But now they've got they're getting better and, like They're getting better and better at making them look more human. And, but Every now day. they've got the brain chip technology where they can put it in your brain. And, yeah, well, and Elon Musk you. wants to do that. He wants to, to plug us uh, with a, a nice little chip in the brain. That's going to be awesome. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go too deep in it. I just wanted to get people attention tonight to go in and study some of these things. Yes. Because there's an infiltration that's happening right now, and it goes even transcends even what's happening here in the house called white over here with the resident and that election that this all this was to me a farce manipulated yeah 
I mean, yeah. what happened is, man, it was a record year for 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 less for lower flu numbers. There was hardly any. How come yeah. <laughs> they called everything what they called it, and uh, then they paid the people handsomely to call it that. So I understand we're we're in a place now where somebody in the shadows, the puppet master, they're they're trying to implement an agenda, but the bigger, but see where there's a puppet down here that we're seeing physically that's being manipulated by somebody in the shadows. Well, that person in the shadows is also a puppet, whether he knows it or not. Yeah. To the oh, enemy yeah. in heaven. Yeah. yeah. There's a hierarchy in the, in the kingdom of darkness. I mean, Satan learned all of this when he was during his time in heaven, there's a, an organization in heaven, in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I learned from the best. I'm just going to replicate this in my own kingdom. Well, and I'm going to have an, a hierarchy myself. And I'm going to have all kind of operators at all kinds of different levels. And I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to basically copy, because that's all he's good at, copy what I saw in heaven when I was a general there. Well, if you go to the book of Enoch, which is kind of a controversial book, it never made the canon of scripture, but you can sure get a lot of uh, background it should, information. It should have made the canon. It the Tower been, of Babel yeah. and different things like that, which they were building that up so they could have a relationship with gods. They figured the higher they could go, the more closer they could get to these gods they were serving. But the book of Enoch, where it starts out, though, is where God gives all these angels jurisdiction to implement his kingdom. But yeah. they go rogue. Yeah. A bunch of them go rogue and they come down and start teaching the people, not only, you know, trying to uh, intermingle with the women, but they came down and taught them witchcraft they taught them all kinds of all crazy stuff, stuff. all the yeah. stuff that's and, wrong with they, the world was taught by them initially yeah i mean it's all and and even to the to we're talking about uh the pharmacia here pharmacia jab yeah. it's, it's witchcraft and yes, it, it and and the and the moderna if you just take apart the name mode rna it goes in and they, they what they tell you is it goes in and replicates the virus and then you know and then it Bites it, shit. but really, it's for some people. It's making them sick, and for yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's yeah. Modified. Some athlete, have you seen these videos of athletes falling? Modified, tons of them. It's modifying your your DNA structure, which yeah. is you're tampering with the master's work. See, yeah. this guy at one thirty nine put you together in your mother's womb, and with Jeremiah says, "Well, man, this is really good. I just might as well go ahead and ordain this boy right now." Before he come, I knew I wrote the days of your life even before you even experienced one of them. This is the kind of God we serve. Psalm one thirty nine. It's right there. You can read it. But when when a man begins to start tampering with the the handiwork of God, mm -hmm. then I'm telling you what. Believe me, I have no doubts. And it's almost God is even saying to me, "Don't get frustrated, son. Don't think this hopeless. Don't think this is going to go." I'm already sitting, been sitting with my counsel, and I've already made the decree. See, your only thing you got to get through now is time. He says it's not a question of if or when I do I deal with these characters. It's only a matter of time. I yeah. hear his voice right now, and he's telling the people today, be encouraged. Mm -hmm. He says, be encouraged. He says, but watch your focus. He says, that's yeah. why, Dan, I talked to you to tell them about spiritual air traffic controller yes because mm -hmm. see you're you know when you receive jesus christ and his holy spirit came in you a switch was flipped down inside of you and now mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're a spirit being too yeah. and he's even seated you in heavenly place so now you got to be careful what you're tuning into more than mm -hmm. ever
don't tune into the other voices. Exactly. You know his voice. Hopefully. And man, there has been a good relationship with him. Then you're going to see that you're hearing too much static and you'll be vulnerable to hearing the wrong voice and being misled. And then the emotions come and then the discouragement comes. The frustration. Listen, because God hasn't done nothing about listen. (laughs) He works all things together for good. In other words, it's not a question of if he's going to intervene in this situation. How come? And it's almost as if he was, Sebastian, he was implying to me that, you know what? This is more of a problem to me than it is for you. I, really, I'm not kidding you. This is the way he was emphasized to me. He says, so in other words, the, the takeaway I got from him is, of course, I'm dealing with it. This is more of a problem to me than it is to you. How mm. come? Because he's the one that has to sit and watch people, thousands of people perish yeah. every day. Yeah. Yes. He, it's his creation. He creates them, and then he watches many of them go on to hell. It's his creation. Exactly. Yeah. You don't think he's the one who sits up, the one that sits up in the heaven not only laughs at his enemies, but well, he's also busy working and moving everything out of the way that's interrupting his agenda that he's set on the earth to do. Of course, there's one little wrench in all this is that Revelation does say there is a day that's coming where things are going to go sideways in the world. But it's very God, interesting. Apparently, God's going to allow it to happen because he wrote it in his book. But also, I'm a believer. That, I, that I'm going to be harpazioed out of here, plucked, snatched away, out of here. And the people that fight you on this, well, they just have their doctrine twisted up. Believe yeah. me. Oh, and yeah, the, ones, the ones grinding and another's taken and another's left. That has to do with another rapture that's during the tribulation. Because remember, once the church is, the restrainer is taken out of here, the church, people will still be, be what about the baby that's born the very next day after the rapture? God's going to give all them people the chance. Of course, things will be a little tougher then. Without the restrainment of the of the church and the one world government that we're seeing, mm-hmm. just a little foreshadowing of how evil things can really get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you have no rights. You either bow down to the image, or if you want to buy or sell, Revelation tells you exactly describes that scene in the tribulation. You don't want to be there, man. I'm telling you, you want to go out on the first bus, okay? But unfortunately, there'll be a baby boy or a baby girl that's born in that tribulation time. Because people will still be existing. Yeah. Unfortunately, the ones that got left behind. Amen. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or, or they're born. So God's going to come and give them a chance. That's why he sends the two witnesses, the two Israelites. You know, he sends you know, the angels down even to witness. And different. I can go on and on. But the point is, God continues his evangelistic outreach even after the church is up there at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And, and then I believe we'll come back at, during, at the culmination of the Battle of Armageddon. At, on, as his bride, as he rides in on the horse that, with the, uh, the white horse, not the white horse the devil rides in uh, earlier, but the white horse that yeah. Jesus yeah. rides in, that's robe dipped in blood and the crown on his head. And we'll be along there with him, his bride, in our spirit bodies, baby. And we're going to be ready to smack some, kick some devil butt. And he's going to kill every, all them armies of the world that joined up in, a, in allegiance with the devil. And God says they're even going to take the enemy and the, the Antichrist and the false prophet and and kind of confine them for a season. And uh, anyway, but we're the point is, this is all about kingdom. We're getting trained here right now. How come? Because when we get up there, we're not just going to float on clouds and play at harps. And, yeah, we're going to rule. We're going to rule over. It's, we're going to praise God. And and territories. So and, it's going to be so wonderful. We're going to praise God. But you know what? We're, we're going to be up there and we're going to be busy. With Jesus on the horse, on our own horse. We're going to ride down from heaven and we're going to, and with Jesus as he's 
brings the earth under subjection, and then he's just going to redo the whole thing. Garden Eden 2.0. He'll, he'll bring it back to its original intent. Amen. Yeah. It'll be a full circle, and we'll be right on his side. And uh, and and you know, it's it's just a it's just our great hope that we have. Yes, right now. You, listen, yeah. we're we're in a kingdom right now. You know, and you exactly. need to do some studying on kingdom. Just get the religion out of you. The religion is just hey, the devil's religious, man. Hey, he loves religion. The devil loves religion. I prophesied intercessor before. I Did you know it. the word religion is from the Latin religere, and it means yeah. to bind. Yeah, it's religere, just religere to bind. It's just a, it's yeah, it's a binding type of thing. But I, I, I said to intercessors, and I, whether prophetically or just saying, don't let that witch out pray you, you know, and don't let that in, you know, that that warlock in. Out decree you in yes, and there's tons of those. Like you said, he just mimics the enemy, just mimics the things of God. Yeah, and uh, so understand it all boils down what we're talking about, all boils down to, to the same thing. Yes, two kingdom a, a tale and a battle of two kingdoms, and watch kingdom what of light in the kingdom of darkness. I just want to say to the audience also, watch when you put on your TV at home, if you watch the news. Be very careful with that. The world's a factuated. The news are basically the vehicle that the devil is using to decree into your ears, into your house, into the atmosphere surrounding where you're at. That's what mm -hmm. the news does. There's talking heads on the news. They're decreeing. They're decreeing day, all day long, all day long, the same thing, hour after hour after hour. And some people, I know some elderly people, that's all they do. They watch the news all day long. Well, guess what that's doing to their minds and their spirit? It's absolutely toxic. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, go ahead. Dan, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Because we have reached the hour and a half, which is about the length of uh, usual broadcast here. It's all, uh, pretty much uh, an no, hour I, long. Once again, uh, I appreciate you know the opportunity to come on and talk with you and i and i was able to it was just the lord just gave it to me just right an hour and a half yeah. you know, with, with everything and, and i'm glad you brought that because so many believers need to be ignited into a desire to take over the mountain that the lord has assigned for each of them because each of us has a, a different assignment and a different mountain mountain that we're supposed to to go and conquer yeah. And uh, and it's so important to repeat that to believers because a lot of uh, that understanding of that concept that was revealed to 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 great men of God throughout the last few decades about these seven mountains is something that needs to be reemphasized in the church in this day and age because God wants to establish uh, the kingdom. He wants to preach the kingdom, uh, the message of the gospel of the kingdom to be preached all over the the world, and then the end will come. And that's going to come through a, uh, I guess, a desire born from each and every believer to follow and fulfill the assignment that God has for them. And that includes a mountain that we have to conquer. For some, it's going to be the mountain of family. For some, it's going to be the mountain of education. For some, it's going to be the mountain of media. For some, it's going to be arts and entertainment, uh, government, finances. But no, it doesn't matter. You have to, to understand this concept and ask the Lord, Lord, what's the mountain you want me to escalate, to climb, to go out and conquer? 
and the Lord will show you. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna show you that, and then you need to embrace that mandate and run with it because hey, we're in the end times, and uh, the clock is ticking. The devil knows he has but a short time, and he's super active. He's he's crazy. I mean, he's like he's doing these things in accelerated mode. He's he, 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 he's so fast, in fact, that he's getting ahead of himself. And people are now spawning him. People who were dormant, people who yeah. were ignorant of his schemes, are now saying, "Wait a minute, maybe we're maybe we're in Revelation." Well, guess that what? That's because normal. Satan is going too fast, yeah. and it's actually <laughs> igniting some people into maybe seeking God or something. So, so that's good. It's playing it right into God's hand. But the point is, he knows he has but a short time. But guess what? We do too, and we need to take heart and, and to take this seriously and to uh, to take up the mantle and and run with it. Yep, Sebastian, and we're not trying to preach that this is the, the end of the road or anything of, of humanity and all that. Jesus in Matthew 24 was quite clear. He said, you'll see all these things happening, but the end is not yet. Mm-hmm. So Exactly, yeah. So, but the bottom line is you have to live every day like it might be your last because it could be, you know, God, God, your my times are in God's hands. And we have to live every day with people that walk by us and our spheres of influence like it could be their last day. And we got to. Exactly, because we don't know how long we have. Do you know Jesus Christ? Are you ready? But see, this last revival, real quick, this last revival the Lord was showing me, it won't be like like Azusa Street where he came down his glory and came upon a non-technological, more of an agricultural society back then. He just, he brought the, he brought the mojo. He brought the Jews from heaven. But in this one, we're the ones that are bringing the Jews his fiery ones. And he's working. He told me right now I'm in a, I'm in a time I'm re, I'm resetting my bride and he, I'm one of the candidates he's resetting. It's giving me greater depth of revelation and of my identity of, of how much he loves me and for me. And, and what, what do I have to do in all this? Yeah. Keep yielding, keep yielding the peace. It's like in, there's a scripture in, in the, in the uh, message. It says, I yield to you all the pieces of my life and put them on your altar. It's a yielding process that you're in right now. And it's great when he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come into my rest. Well, how in the world do I do that? And in the midst of all this stuff and all these things that are going on around me, it's like the yoked oxen. You just yoke yourself to him. And then wherever he goes, he's doing the work. The battle is not yours anyway, as I said. It's It's his. That's why he said to me emphatically, I'm already working on it. And matter of fact, I've already got the solution. That's why he took me to the, the passage in First Kings 22. Absolutely. All this was going on in the natural. All you know, all these prophets were prophesying. And the one prophet actually saw into the spirit. And and, and the when the reality was that God had already made up his mind. I these people are contrary to my agenda. And they're matter of fact, they're just darn evil and they're hurting my people. And even God's going to give them a window of repentance. You, uh, he's, you just don't understand how much God loves people mm-hmm. that we Yeah, because he says in the scripture, he doesn't want yeah. the wicked to perish. So he just wants exactly. them to turn from their sin. So everything so, I'm saying is backed up. But understand that, you know, God, God is, he, hey, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is, he's not sitting mm-hmm. up there popping Advils right now. He's already sitting with the divine <laughs> council. And he's not looking if he's going to change this, turn this whole thing around here in the world. He's it's, just, it's already predetermined. He's looking for his instrument to do it through. Amen. And Amen. Let's pray about the. I didn't mention the voting, and let's just pray about this these elections coming up. If I don't yeah. get back on here again with you, or maybe I'll come on with you again in a month or two, I, the Lord willing. But 
let's just really be praying, you know, that, you know, for our, for our leaders and get behind our, we got a great governor here that's conservative and yeah, no, your, 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 your governor uh, definitely deserves your support and your prayers. He's definitely a man doing great things right now in Florida. Uh, There's other types of prayers you can do also. Like you can pray for their, their salvation. That's fine. But you can also pray uh, for them to be removed and put, get someone godly put in place too. And that's if they lose their job, they don't lose their lives. Right. I mean, that's fine if they lose their jobs too, if they're, they're just wicked and doing a bad job. But uh, hey, thank you so much, Dan, for coming on. I'm going to put you on in the back uh, back store. I always get that word wrong. It's backstage. Backstage. <laughs> hey, everybody. God bless you. I'll see you Monday night on the Rama Encounter broadcast. And maybe I'll be on with Paul Rice in the near future as well. Uh, yeah, check and it out. And uh, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. And uh, just so, so, yeah, just so the audience knows, if you guys want to, uh, give a, a love gift or a plant, plant to sow a seed into uh, Dan's ministry. Uh, you can do so. It's it's scrolling at the bottom of your screen right now. Uh, PayPal.com slash, uh, well, actually PayPal.me. Uh, Dan Bailey 79 slash Dan Bailey 79. You just look at that. Uh, PayPal.me slash Dan Bailey 79. I graduated in 79. Absolutely. And uh, least, if you want to be 30 something, right? <laughs> and, and if you want to follow him on his Facebook group, it's the gift shop, right? You can search the correct. gift shop on face on Facebook. And I have archives of everything I do and all the different ministries and places I, I minister at. You can get those on demand, those archives. Just friend me and I'll add you to the group. Absolutely. And, and brother Dan, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely uh, talk to you after this broadcast. And um Thank you for being a blessing. Thank you, Thank you for uh, being faithful to the Lord and preaching the good, uh, the good message uh, in these times where people need so much hope. Uh, thank you for sharing your gift with us, with our audience, but also with the world uh, at large. Uh, we really appreciate you. And I'm just going to say a quick prayer to um, to send everybody off. Um, Father God, I ask you, Lord, to. Um, to really touch the people's hearts that are listening to this broadcast. Maybe some people are, um, you know, wondering, still wondering, you know, trying to find truth, trying to find, um, try to make sense of this, this world that we live in. Um, and sometimes it can get uh, to a point where they're in fear. And so I just pray that you would remind them of who you are and who they are in, in you father, and uh, that they do have, uh, identity that they are a son yes. and, and uh, a daughter and that you care about them and you love them and uh, that all they have to do is uh, hold on to you and seek you um, and stop looking at the enemy's uh, smoke uh, that he throws in their face, but really focus on uh, the King of Kings and giving you the glory and the praise and that you're going to take care of your people, of your children. So um, I thank you and I ask you to just touch their hearts and give them a, a divine peace, a peace um, like never before in these days. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. So Dan, I'm just going to pop you. Hang if I get it. There we go. <laughs> what does it say? Miss me yet? <laughs> there you go. That's I'm a good way. I would all my arguments. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. They, don't, they don't think Trump's so bad after all. A lot of them. <laughs> they like his policies. 
And let's just pray that God has that plan to bring the right man to get this thing turned around. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. He's a turnaround God. He can do it. Amen. Amen. So guys, that's it for the broadcast tonight. Thank you for being with us and uh, we will see you next week. Be blessed and, and thrive on and thrive on.